Welcome to Mission Control, Peralta Design's podcast on all things branding and digital marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of brands with award-winning identities and websites. Join our hosts Ramon and Jorge as they use decades of combined experience to tackle topics with past clients, industry partners, and the rest of the PD crew. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode of Mission Control. Hey everybody, welcome to Mission Control, where we respect the grind and reclaim the American dream. I am your host, Ramon Peralta from Peralta Design, and we launch brands. I'm super excited today. We have a special guest, a local celebrity guest. She's a super mom, a business owner, a community activist, an event planner, just a very good soul in my book. Please join me in welcoming Miss Nicole Herio Makula. Welcome, Nicole. (laughs) Did I I say that right? Because that's the first thing I should have asked you. I want to pronounce your name properly. We had so much to say, Ramon. It was so close. It was so close. It's a long one. I hyphenated my name. It's it's Harriet Makula. Harriet. I tried to be fancy, I think. Well, that's the thing. You put a spin on it, and I really appreciate that customization. (laughs) I tried to do a little, like. (laughs) French, I don't know. Is it French? That's the thing. It's French. It's English French. Yeah, my my maiden name. Right. And Makula is my married name. So Makula is Greek. Makula yes. is Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Okay. Thought it was Italian. I was wrong. And uh yeah. Okay. So all right. Cause I, I sometimes do that. It it gets not to make people uncomfortable, but I'm actually just fascinated with the etymology of names and surnames and where where people where it all comes from i I love that stuff yeah that's why i kept them all i just i couldn't have enough yeah i couldn't have enough makes you more mysterious that's right that's right (laughs) and that's a very i would love to be welcomed that way and introduced that way all the time (laughs) (laughs) so so we got we got through the name part tell us tell us your backstory because you're you know, we've known each other. We, uh, you know, Jimmy, your brother, and I, we've we've, we've sat on boards together with United Way, and and um, you know, you do all the great stuff downtown. So, just kind of, how did you get to be you? Like, how did you get to this point? Because um, you're doing wow, that. yeah. No, I mean, I, I I guess to sum it up for anyone that you know, I'm I'm sure as much of a celebrity as I am, I'm sure there's a large mass of people who don't know who I am. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, but I'd love to meet you out there. So give a, give a ring. No, I I would say, um, you know, ultimately to sum me up, I'm a small business owner. I own Bring the Hoopla, which is an educational fitness company that began in 2011. Um, I'm an event professional. Um, and I'm really, I think the bigger picture is I'm an entrepreneurial spirit who who wants to build community who wants you know who wants to create um and and i thrive in having many things happening at once and in high anxiety you know multitasking environments which has ultimately really kind of framed why i do all the things i do you know um i have a huge 
support system in my husband and my parents. And, um, and that allows me, you know, to continue to do the work I do and to grow. Now, childhood, I like going back there because I'm the oldest of five. I was, I had to work because I was the oldest. So I have this like responsibility thing that's just in me. Uh, with you, were, are you older than Jimmy? Is he younger? Do you have other siblings? Like, where did you first start organizing things? Like, it's the two of us. Okay. It is Jimmy and I. He is my little brother. He is, I am seven years older than him. He is wildly impressive. <laughs> and uh, he's a pretty amazing human. And I'm super lucky. And I know we'll get to chat about it, but yeah. a shout out to my little bro, uh, him or myself, Michael Skurdick who you know, the owner of the Glass Source, Stained Glass Studio, yep, yep. and Jimmy Tickey, the three of us began Celebrate Shelton in 2014. And, and it was really wild because that was the first venture that my brother and I took on together, you know, and, and we don't discuss it too often because we're doers, you know, yeah, we're yeah. Moments like, we're just like, we're doing this. And, and, you know, and we don't really <laughs> We don't really focus on like, you know, the lovely parts of it, like, oh, sibling love. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about it, it's it's been really cool because yeah. we are foundationally the same, although we yeah. operate differently, yeah. um, you know, and it's been really amazing to be able to create with him. So our childhood is we grew up in Shelton. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived with my mother and my stepfather and Jimmy. My father was in Stratford. That's where I had spent my first few years. And we grew up in Shelton. I loved Shelton. And my background is um, probably not surprising to you, but in musical theater. Right. I began as a dancer. Okay. And uh, I began as a dancer. Uh, I went to school to the Hart School of Music, um, which was just uh, through the 70s, 80s, 90s. It was a, it was a large um, musical school widely known for its jazz program um, and then its opera program and then Ma Malcolm Morrison just as a little you know tidbit he actually uh, founded the North Carolina School of the Arts and then he came to University of Hartford and really built out the theater program yeah. and so I was a BFA in music mm -hmm. theater and and moved directly to New York City uh, and performed for 10 years on national tours off Broadway, um, you know, just hoofing it awesome. for, a, I, I for knew, a good long decade. Yeah, I knew we were kindred spirits in that regard. I have a BFA in visual arts. Yeah. Uh, and I could see that. I could see that it, you know, uh, makes a lot of sense. I, I and and you heart always had a great uh, arts program. Great, I I think I may have even applied there for art school. Uh, you know, in my undergrad days, um, and you would just kind of. When did you first realize you had a gift like for creativity, or were you just performing in front of your family and stuff like that? I mean, I thought I was Whitney Houston at about <laughs> age seven. Yeah. So that you know. I, um, oh gosh, I got to see her at age nine. They took me to the New Haven Coliseum at the time. But no, I was always performing and I was dancing. And then, you know, my, I, I really, I really wanted to hone in on my craft. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as where that brought me to today, I, I, you know, I think acting is, or anything really in the arts, it's 
for both of us, like we're marketing ourselves at all times. You know, we are always selling ourselves and we're people, you know, we're people persons and, and we're enthusiastic and we want to get out there and it's always genuine and real. We just want to be with humans, (laughs) which has been really difficult through COVID. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, so I, I think what led me to live events is I wanted to continue to create to 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 build and and you know i had spent 11 years in the city and and that was the one thing that was lacking it was community i i had hundreds of you know bar regulars and audition friends and people that i hung out with at night and but i really wanted to come back you know and and i think there's something to be said you know for building something in the place that you call home right you know, um, and so, and I've been a lifelong music lover and I know you are too. Yeah, I know you're a, yeah, I know you're a big, big music fan and we have that. And, uh, and I, and with that said, I just, I wanted to do something that I believed in and, you know, it turns out that I'm also pretty good at it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And when, and you and Jimmy make a great team getting back to the event planning and the business and, and bringing this back to Shelton, we were at the time, our office was downtown um we were at the building's no longer there there's a lot of transformation going but yeah. i remember getting a letter from jimmy and saying hey will you support this it was like a no-brainer we were yeah like, you know you've always supported you've always supported I, I i think that yeah the people that the power of community is that local businesses most of the time are going to support other local businesses and community organizations mm-hmm. they're going to put the money directly back into the community which they're a part of and 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 that's what you do yeah you know what i mean it's it benefits all of us um and so yeah with that said yeah i remember you were down there and that was our first year in 2014 myself jimmy and michael you guys just said joe needs this because you're you're not involved with this with the food trucks also is that separate like that's us that's us so the whole celebrate shelton concept you guys uh, essentially came up with it? You know, we we have great respect for the Valley Chamber of Commerce. I mean, I am maybe the single biggest fan of Bill Purcell. And, oh, I, and, like and I mean, right? I mean, I just <laughs> love the man. I just love the man and their team. And uh, yes. with that said, I, I have great respect for them and, and what this, you know, and the city. Um, and we wanted to build off that. Yeah, we we saw the need at the time. Uh, my business, Bring the Hoopla, and Michael's business, the Glass Source, was in the Conti building, mm-hmm. and we saw the opportunity and we seized it. You know, you have the so, slab. You guys have that big space right on the river, a beautiful space right right next door that wasn't really being utilized. No, and I think through the I think through the years and now, I mean, pre-COVID, that space is now booked almost every weekend. And it is so incredible. Prior to celebrate Shelton, if I may just push it back a second, you know, I, yeah. I moved home in 2011, Ramon, and really what got me started when I fell into the industry was soup stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you went to soup stock, you know, every year and that, that turned into kind of like 
it was just this really homegrown, just feel good, you know, fest that right. that brought in national talent. And um, and I started in 2011. The 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 men, the founders of that organization were the Liquid Lunch owners mm -hmm. at the time, Michelle and Fred Bilek. Um And yeah, uh, they brought me on and. And gosh, Joey Mango, Joseph Manganello, he was my producing partner for eight years and we lost him this year, sadly. And uh, that was uh, a big loss for us and for the music community, but that's where I began. I just started as a volunteer and then I continued to grow. But again, it was all rooted in my love, truly, for the community that we live in. Absolutely, and I, I love the fact that you brought gangster grass to Shelton, who, you know, so that's one of my fraternity brothers. And I actually was in London visiting my son while he was uh, studying abroad and saw them play in London. Uh, even though I was not feeling the greatest at the time, I still, I couldn't miss them, but to see them in Shelton uh, and the, and the quality of the acts that you're bringing is pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. It was exciting. I think we kind of found a perfect, mix of of music lovers families people that didn't even really know they loved music as much as they did gangster grass was a great pick um that was a great pick just just to see the the contra you know like the contrast though oh like these guys rapping and then the guy with the you know with the banjo it's just it, visually it's and then the music's great it's amazing i mean their genre is like unparalleled i mean they're literally they're hip hop folk artists. I mean, they're literally hip hop folk artists. I've been following since then, and that was 2018. Uh, that's when we did Riverwalk Music Revival, which you were also a sponsor of, thank you. And like, it was, you know, that was actually a one year hit. We just, we tried to make it work and it didn't, but it was so cool. And uh, Gangster Grass, yeah, we, we're actually, we're looking at them for an upcoming project, not in Shelton, but in the New Haven area this year. So yeah, but I mean, so much talent out there and, and just goodness, that brings us to like supporting music right now. It's in the world that we're in. Yeah. I mean, now more than ever, you know, support your local musicians, support your favorite bands, buy that band merch shirt <laughs> that you didn't think you needed. Yeah. You know, um, it's so important now more than ever. What do we do now with events? I mean, like... Do you think that with with the advent of vaccination, you, you do you see a festival? Are you even thinking that far ahead of, of planning something? Or or tell me tell me how this all this has impacted you know this whole this whole movement? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll tell you, I I'm certainly no expert. Um, I've kept my finger on the pulse the last year or so, um, being in the industry. I'm watching what my even more experienced colleagues are doing. Um, you know, I'm, I have my finger on the pulse with, you know, our venues in Connecticut. I'm watching these venue owners pivot. Um, I'm, I'm married to a full-time musician who, you know, ha who has just consistently and just, he's just, you have to be present. He's just there. He's bringing it in every way he possibly can. And I think 
where we're at. I had an interesting conversation this morning with a manager. We are moving forward, actually, which is pretty exciting. I think people are chomping at the bit to safely and and safely and respectfully be back in person. And I do think live events will happen this summer. Yeah. I mean, you know, just quickly, let's take a look at the amphitheater that's going to change the face of music in the state of Connecticut and college. Yes. Yes. Oh my, are you kidding? Yeah. He, I mean, it is incredible what he is going to bring to the table. And you know what, he, and it's not even for me, well, for us, it's not a competition, but it's not even competition for the other venues because he's just upping the game. He's just like saying, hey, Connecticut's the place to be as far as routing and what he's gonna bring in. It's, it's gonna be unbelievable. And I'll tell you, it's gonna be ready at end of May. So I don't know what it looks like for him, um, but I'll tell, you know, I think for us, as far as mid-size events, I think we're looking at pods, circles. I think we're looking at advanced tickets only. Pods, I, meaning, pods meaning like a place where a group of people can hang out that's walled in, like a tent? Just a, no, not even a tent. Maybe, you know, you know, last year they were even doing like 10-foot circles. Gotcha. with six to 10 people in them, gotcha. advanced ticket registration, um, you know, PPE, definitely. I don't think masks are going anywhere. Um, you know, and I, I, I could certainly be wrong. You know, I, m the way I feel is I am here to create a safe, number one. Number one, I am here to create safe, unique experiences with quality music and for everyone to have a good, great time. With that said, I think everybody is treading lightly right now. And I, you know, I don't want to speak for anybody else in my industry. That's for sure. Um, because I'm just a small part of it, but I do know that I am, I'm ready. I'm ready and raring to go. And, and I think we all are, and we're all willing to do whatever it takes to, to make it happen. Yeah. Now I want to switch gears towards Bring the hoopla, you know. Uh, bring, bring the hoopla. hoopla. Yeah. Tell me how that ties in and how is this concept even born? Because I've seen it. It's pretty. It's a pretty huge space you've got there. It's a. I, I can't think of any competitors off the top of my head. It's very unique. Yeah, I appreciate that. Tell me about yeah, this so because we got we got folks out there that may be thinking about launching a business and they might think it's too crazy or that like this is something completely out of left field. I think that you came up with. Yeah, I think it started out of left field and and I think we've really aligned to so so really bring the hoopla and it's crazy it's like you know sometimes I I get confused myself with the with the different hats I wear but again it really oddly enough it focuses me in and really like woo By um, way, so, my wife my wife still uses the hula hoop that Absolutely yes festival she she it's in our gym at home she it's part of her workout routine. Uh, yeah, and 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 it, and it should be. It's an incredible. It's an incredible tool and um, workout tool that is awesome for cardio, burning calories. Um, it's yeah, 
it's awesome. Hula hooping is great exercise and, and what we primarily use it for. So we began in 2011. We didn't know exactly like what direction we were going in. My girlfriend actually handmade all the hula hoops. And she was like, I think we could do something with this. It's coming back slowly. Hooping and hula hooping was big in the jam scene, the jam fest scene. Um, actually string cheese incident kind of made it like famous and, you know, famous again. I'm, I'm, uh, what was that? String Cheese Incident is a jam band that's been around forever. Yeah. And so like, and you know, and if you've ever gone to festivals, that's, you know, women and, and everybody was hula hooping. Yeah. So we, we, and it's reminiscent, right? Like it's, it's such a feel good exercise, family activity. Like it's so reminiscent. Um, you know, and we knew we weren't reinventing the wheel. I mean, it, you know, it was patented by Whammo in what, 1953, but we were hand making our hoops out of polyethylene tubing, which is, and we still are by the way, which is irrigation plumbing tubing. We're connecting them and I'm not giving away any secrets. Anybody could do them. It just takes a good long time. Um, and in a lot of care and skill. Um, so anyway, over the years, now our 10th anniversary this year, Ramon, we, um, we are an educational fitness company and we provide high quality programming primarily for grades pre-K through eight. And um, we use our custom designed hoopla hoops, which are trademarked. Um, so they're hoopla hoops as a form of play, exercise and learning. And it took us a while, Ramon, like it took us from 2011, we had three owners of the LLC. Then in two, by 2014, it was just me. Um, by that point, I had my first daughter, Magnolia, and I knew that fitness classes and birthday parties weren't cutting it. I also, you know, doing a million events per year just wasn't for me. And I needed to kind of reassess what direction we were going in. And we realized that the educational component was super important for us. Um, and so, you know, we've expanded. We now have a program director, a curriculum coordinator, and a master hoop maker who hand makes all of our own hoops um, exclusively for Bring the Hoopla. And our curriculum coordinator, Marissa, who resides in Boston, actually, she encompasses all of the national PE standards as well as components from Connecticut's social, emotional, and intellectual habits framework, which is a mouthful. Ultimately, we align with CT core standards. So we're not just, yes, we're a fun activity. And yes- but it's not It's not just like, like a sit and spin, uh, yeah. mindless uh, pastime. There, there, there's some other, other uh, cognitive, uh, physical, uh, emotional, there's some other aspects to it. Yeah. And I think I, well, I think that's how we've thrived. I think we've grown within these school districts um, and we're continuing to grow organically um, is because we provide this programming with it's, it's all about exercise, teamwork, leadership, um, self-confidence, self-esteem, um, you know, physical literacy, um, all these important themes that we're bringing to the table while we're, getting exercise from our handmade hoops. So I'm really proud of our team 
Um, I do not, I no longer teach the programs. We have a staff mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I'm really proud of us. I, I really am. And I, I think you have to see us in action over the years, I've always said, to really understand what we're doing. But through word of mouth and, and, and referrals and really just putting ourselves out there in the community, we've, we've grown. And, and like you mentioned, you know, we don't have a competitor like us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when did we you start it again? How many years has it been? Now? This April will be our 10 year anniversary. Oh, wow. Got to do something big for the 10 years. I know. Isn't it funny when you say something big? I had always actually dreamed that Bring the Hoopla would produce and host its own festival. Um, I We're gearing up for some really special things. I don't know if it's really a year to bring a new festival to the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we a big shout well, out though at, to my at, team. At very least some commemorative swag or something to mark the 10 years. You got to i love that it's something i love that actually let's let's notate let's let's <laughs> yeah. note that i'll be in touch yeah <laughs> i definitely want to we need that now what what um because a lot of our our listeners are are, are scaling is a big part of, of what they're interested in when you first launch a business you're doing everything yourself and then you just said hey I, i've got staff i'm not even teaching it anymore and it's growing 10 years later, what, what do you think looking back was the hardest part of, of letting go of some of the reins and, and bringing the right people in to run the business for you? Because you're doing the events, your mom, your wife, you really can't be in the business day to day. I mean, I'm still figuring it out, right? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to say that I'm not in the daily business of it. I'm, I might not be in the actual programs, but I'm still, you know, handling all the back end of it um i would say yeah the biggest thing is is tr trusting that your team will provide the exact same experience actually no not the exact same experience a better experience yeah. than you have even provided um you know i think there's something to be said for creating something building something and then like letting it go because there's such like a pride and you know this, like there's such a pride of ownership. So I think such a big part of being a business owner is not the day-to-day -day operations. It's not the scaling of it. It's creating and instilling that pride in the, in your team and the other people that you surround yourself with, Yeah, you know, um, you know, like Peralta, you know, Peralta design, like I could love it all day long. Ain't no one going to love it. Like you love it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a wild thing, you know? So, and, and, and for years, I always said like, I can't like, I don't know if anybody else will ever be able to explain what bring the hoopla is, who we are, what we do, but sure enough, you know, Sarah Murphy is our program director. Marissa Karen is our curriculum coordinator. We do have a strong staff of teachers, um, you know, Kena Banyas and Laura Turk um, and, and Tatiana Rivera. I do love saying their names because they're the most incredible humans and they do get it. Yeah. They do get it. And even our summer staff that comes on, you know, just for about three to four months, um, 
you know, COVID has shifted us a little, which is a bummer. We did scale down on staff um, just, you know, because of the way we needed to pivot. And frankly, it's, it's easier to book virtual programming than it is to actually travel, you yeah. know, to all these spots. Um, but, you know, if anybody has, uh, <laughs> if anybody has any, any, you know, very sound advice on, you know, how, you know, scaling works, I'm, I'm still all ears because I am learning still, well, that's for well, sure. You're learning, I guess you're building as you fly. I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that. They adjust the sales, but you got to get going. You, did did you have another location prior to the Conti building that was smaller or, did, or was that the first venture? Yeah, and in truth, actually, it, yeah, I mean, so no. Right, we opened I, should, in I, should, I should probably call it 415 How, right? It's not. It's 415 how they rebranded, but we're no longer there. In in 2017, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, that's where Celebrate was born. That's where I really understood business. Like, and like, and I mean that in a way where like I I certainly, you know, have growth happening, you know, as an entrepreneur and someone, you know, learning my business and, and overall the world of, you know, the business world, but that's where I really got it, where I was like, wait, what am I doing in a 350 square foot business, like space where selling hula hoops, when I can scale this business from my dining room? Now, not going to lie, our hula hoops take up quite a bit of space. <laughs> so we do have some storage. Um, but as far as needing a unit, that is when we realized, listen, we need to get into high gear. We need to make sense and kind of re, you know, yeah. re reassess our business plan. And we're a traveling business. We're now a hundred percent traveling business. We'll go wherever, yeah. you know, and that's what made sense for us. And I think in closing of that statement, I think that's why we're flying through COVID. Yeah, because we're ready for it. You did that before COVID hit, right? We were ready for it. We pivoted. We have a team that's eager to grow and to make it happen. And I think, fortunately, without you know some overhead that a lot of businesses have, yeah, we didn't have that. Yeah, yeah, you were ready. I, I think it's. It, it was a catalyst. It sped things up. If you were ready, you know, it, it, it sped it sped your success. And if you were already kind of on a downward spiral, it, it definitely revealed, you know, the, those flaws in your business model very quickly. Uh, and I mean, I, I hate to say it. There's folks, there's restaurants still that have not created a, 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 a contactless curbside online ordering option, even though we're going on a year of this. So like at some point it's, it's really just lack of business skills uh, less than, you know, uh, what's happening around us. Like there's one thing to be ready for it. There's another thing to make those quick decisions where, you know, okay, I, I've got to make some changes here, but there are people that still haven't adapted. And, and, and unfortunately there, there are going to be those, those businesses that end up shutting down. Yeah. It's, it's been really disheartening to see so many businesses that I love, venues, um, you know, no matter their size, um, just not being able to make it. And, you know, on that note, 
yes, it's lack of business skills. And then there's that part of, of me that is so empathetic to, you know, I just feel like really everyone is, is surviving Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's like fight or fly these days. And so, you know, you know, I could, I could say so easily like, oh man, you know, they could, they could have put up, you know, they could have put up this quick thing. And it's like, we don't know what anyone is dealing with. I, you know, and that is why I have like my patience, like I would say that is a pretty solid quality of mine. And I have like expanded it in the most, you know, and I have, I'm also one that's like, I'm a worker. I need to focus. I need to create. And this past year has really taught me, you know, I got to be still. Yeah. I I got to be still. And if it's for, you know, my husband has taught me this. And if it's for longer than I had expected to be still, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I think everyone is doing, you know, everyone is doing the best they can. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think the silver lining of all of this is the pivot and the new and the new creativity and the new ideas. And, and from a personal level, it's, it's, it's being able to be home, not so much now, but from March last year, really to September, it was being home with my kids, making the choice to homeschool our oldest daughter, um, making the choice, you know, to watch. So I have Magnolia who's eight and a half. I have Delilah, who's three, and I have Ruby, who was born last November. So I actually say I was in quarantine from like last Thanksgiving because <laughs> I I had her and the winter came and we didn't leave. And then just as I was just about to emerge and spread my wings, I uh, we went <laughs> we, we went into quarantine. And and you know, my husband always tells me, Benny always says, because I'm like this is never ending. And he's like, ah, the moments are fleeting. The moments are going to be gone so quickly. Like just live in it now. Somehow, somehow Nicole embraced the madness. So, you know, and, and so we got to see Ruby's first year, her entire first year of life. We would have never, you know? Yeah. That's a a blessing. You definitely got to look at the silver linings and, and certainly there are businesses that are thriving and there are businesses that are being born out of this. And, and I'm sure there's things that you're doing, uh, both with the music, the events, and, and bring the hoopla that, that, are, that, have, that have been born during this time that are going to continue on, uh, you know, even beyond. I hope so. I, 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 I do. I, I hope so. Yeah. So community, you keep, you know, I, I sense the patience and the empathy, which I love about you. Um, when we talk about personal branding, I know you mentioned something that you're interested in. I mean, you're, you're exuding it now, like community and family and, and, uh, and helping your fellow man is so important to you and local, like, where did that all come from? Were you just, this is just you, this is, I mean, like your parents, like, who do you, who, who gets credit for making you care so much about other people? Right. I, I think... 
you know, that's a that's a big heavy question. <laughs> Goodness, sometimes um, you know, I think my mother mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I could see her like listening to this now, like, oh Nikki. Um, <laughs> no, she's <laughs> Nikki. I think I have maybe always realized I credit her. I love my parents. I credit, you know, whatever. I, I think I think the bigger picture is I have always somehow realized that or on or, or maybe just my own beliefs that my greatness was getting heavy now in this podcast. No, but like my greatness was never fully achieved by the actions that I took, but by the greatness that surrounded me, you know? So, and I think we could all say that. I think if we take the time to look at our village, I will say my greatest gift in life, other than having, you know, a a beautiful family, my husband, my three kids, is the village that surrounds me. And even you, you're a part of my village, right, Ramon? Like to have to just the village that I can reach out in some capacity and know that in some way, large or small, we can help each other. Mm-hmm. And and I think, I literally think it's like, my gosh, like that might sound pretty hippy dippy, which is like pretty on brand for me. So, you know, if you saw me now, here's my double peace sign. <laughs> um, here's my rainbow. But I've always believed that. And I, I also would like to say, and I know that you echo these feelings, like big time, dude. Like the valley is so rich in community. Mm-hmm. It's a big that, family. It's like a big family. Uh, it's a big family. That loves each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, I got to say, we are we are pretty damn lucky. Like, it was instilled in me, you know, at a young age, watching that, seeing, you know, I, growing up, my brother was way more involved, you know, than I was in leadership programs. And he started with the Valley United Way in the youth programs. And it took me a little time, but I I think being a part of a community, aside, just being a human being, right? Not, not being a business owner, not, you know, trying to, you know, of course, in order to get, we give and, and, and there's that, but like as a human being, and I think this is just who we, who a human is, if that's who they are, um, there's a sense of connection, there's a sense of strength, solidarity, and and that comes with participating and being involved with the people that are immediately around you. So mm-hmm. I, I think if your goal is to ignite positive change, I think if it's, you know, you, you specifically too, you use your platform for positivity for again creation um you look at the bigger picture and i i think you know i listen i'm not saying you know it's the right thing i don't think it's ever going to make me a millionaire that's for sure but guess what like that just happened to not be what's my sole purpose mm-hmm. so you know i i'm very happy um with the life i've created you know for myself and my family and i i I have all, I've never been let down by our community. Never once, you know, 
I mean, get those tickets now for Downtown Sounds if you really want to support. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let, let's, yeah. let, let's end on that note because I think that was a beautiful sentiment. Not, let our, uh, I want to give, give this chance for you to pitch, uh, share what's happening, how people can reach you, plug, plug the sounds or plug the hoopla. You know, this this is your 30 seconds here to, to uh, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and reach you. Okay, well, I want to thank you because that was so much fun. I adore you. Um, and uh, I really do. Um, so ultimately, check out Bring the Hoopla, bringthehoopla.com. Um, we would love to come to your school, no, library, nonprofit organization, um, I'm happy to customize any package, um, but we are a unique, incredible program. As far as Celebrate Shelton, you can learn about us at CelebrateShelton.com. We are working hard on our calendar events for this year. And really to close off, now more than ever, support your neighbors. Um, you know, when we support our neighbors, uh, we need to lift them up. And, uh, and in turn, they will give directly back to their community. I know not everything can be local, but by shopping local, supporting local, listening to your local musicians, you know, just supporting local is, is so key. It always was. And now we really have, we, we really have the focus on what small biz is. And I think the true understanding, because we're watching them suffer and 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 with that said on a positive note just take small baby steps shop local support local and uh and be good to one another because it's a difficult time and uh we're all just powering through and doing the best we can and kindness it it certainly goes a long way man absolutely. it goes a long way absolutely thank you thank you that's what we're here for to help each other to make the world a better place and do our part, you know? So That's right. I really appreciate you being on the show. It was a lot of fun. I, I Super love to fun. Back, so we'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what you're creating is awesome. I, uh, I'm really flattered that you asked me and that I could be a part of it. I just had a blast. I'm Absolutely. glad we could laugh. Thank you. All right, Nicole. Hey, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Mission Control. Until next time, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands. Thank you for taking this journey with us. To learn more about Peralta Design and our work, go to www.peraltadesign.com and subscribe to keep up with the crew.